Are you ready for spring San Antonio? Ready to explore the perfect mix of history, culture, and modern attractions for the whole family? Ready to experience the city's famous Riverwalk for unforgettable dining, shopping, and sightseeing? Ready for a one-of-a-kind San Antonio spring? Are you ready to be safe and travel responsibly so we can all enjoy the spring season together? Plan your trip at visitsanantonio.com today. Hi, it's John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Did you know the second building in America was a tavern? When I built my new restaurant franchise concept, Taffer's Tavern, I thought back to the roots of what makes a tavern a tavern. Timeless character. All while delivering an unbelievably delicious food and beverage experience. That paired with my 40 plus years in the industry provides a clear roadmap to success. Do you have what it takes to be a Taffer's Tavern franchisee? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Visit franchise.tafferstavern.com. The BHP Podcast is proudly presented by Dead Down Wind, Stealth Cam, Tinks, Skullhooker, Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics. We also want to tell you guys to check out the new Fred Bear Field Notes Podcast, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Learn about Fred Bear and his heritage. It's something you're not going to want to miss. And it's one of those things that really bring bow hunters together. All right, and welcome to the show tonight. Uh, it's myself, Dave Thomas, along with Kevin Conlin, Jamie, the No Boom Boom Boom. And <laughs> I'm never going to stop doing that because it just sounds so funny. It's not funny. It's pretty funny. Um, and then uh, we got our good friend Jeff Lindsay on. Jeff, how are you, man? Doing great, man. How you guys doing? Good. It's good to have you back on. I think it might be your third or fourth time now. So how, how things been, man? Been great, man. You know, it's springtime. We're wide open, getting ready to plant. Been doing a little bit of turkey hunting. Mainly work, though. That, that's the time of year we really have to get after it. Yeah. And uh, so how, how was uh, I know you had a good experience today. How'd that go? <laughs> oh, it went pretty awesome, man. I, me and my dad, this, um, you know, I've killed a couple birds this year, and I, I was going to make it a point to go with him today. It rained yesterday, so I knew I could get him off the tractor today, and we decided to go out, and he had a tag, and I had a tag, and we filled them both within about two hours. That's amazing. And it, you guys use a bow or a gun? Or? Oh, we did gun. We shoot uh, shotguns. Nice. We've, we've killed turkeys with our bow, but I don't know, man. It's it, it's just one of those things. Springtime, we've always shot them with guns. and yeah blast their heads off and go on to the next one yeah yeah no i had uh i was just talking to one of our other guys here ron about that because he wants to use his gun and i i've i've only um i've only used my bow and i i don't feel like it's that hard i don't, I don't know if i'm just getting lucky where i'm hitting them or what but i just i felt like i don't know like i feel like they're they're pretty like locked on the decoy so hard that like i have plenty of time to maneuver and like that's not even a crossbow. I'm talking a straight up compound, but like a crossbow, I can't even imagine how much time you would have. And into yeah. it with you uh, working with Matthews and that new sub one over there, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> I would like, yeah, I've, I've thought about just taking the crossbow out because that is one thing. Now, the, the turkeys I've killed with a bow, we have been in ground blinds. And when you get a ground blind, man, you can get away with murder. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's really what I was can. thinking. I mean, turkey's so smart. I mean, I can be in the timber, and the bird can w walk up 20, 30 yards. He puts and takes off, sees the slightest movement. I mean, you could be doing, you know, P90X and a ground blind. <laughs> Pretty much. Flipping turkey out of it. You just can. Uh, and, and to be so spooky and so scary, you know, and so sometimes seemingly smart, you go throw this thing the size of a Volkswagen out in the middle of the field, 
put your decoys 10 yards away and they'll come up strut right by it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I think it's, it is funny. I mean, that's why I said I, I've had such a, um, I wouldn't say a hard time with turkeys. I guess the hardest thing for me has been getting them to respond to the calls and come yeah. in. But other than that. We, that's because our, our seasons are so weird. So if we take the early seasons when they're actually active, it's like a yeah. one weekend. Yeah, it's really Can't crazy in Michigan. That. It's not. It's not if you take it's the not, later one, then you run the chance of them stop you know, responding to calls. Yeah, it's like summertime. Yeah. I'm not really sure I understand the Michigan rules or why. Not to get specific to Michigan here, but I just don't understand why there's rules at all for turkey. I just feel like just you buy they a tag, were, you get a turkey. We had almost none. Well, we have turkey now, so yeah, like you do. buy a turkey tag. Why not just have a season to kill a turkey? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you have the month of April and May, two months, one bird, right? I mean, I don't know. The whole week thing, two-week thing, I just yeah. think it's a little ridiculous. It's getting kind of yeah. old. You know, Jeff doesn't want to deal with this crap, okay? Mm-hmm. He wants to come to Michigan. He wants to deal with time zones here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys do everything a little different there, but you, I mean, dang, you guys, y'all probably still dealing with snow in some parts of the state, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I believe I got a buddy who lives up in the UP and he sends me pictures all the time. Of, it's snowing like, you know, every other day. I'm like, move, man. Quit sending me those pictures. I know you're mm-hmm. complaining about it. Just move. <laughs> no, no way I'd put up with that. Yeah, that it gets, eight Win- winter gets long here. Especially up north. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. So, uh, Jeff, what are you seeing for deer right now on your cameras? You got a decent herd or on your lands? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's, uh, you know, we had a tough winter early, but besides that, um, it got pretty good. Then it got good for a month, then it got bad again. So it's, you know, they're bulbing out. We've seen a couple bucks this morning, actually. And, you know, they're getting their two or three inches long, really starting to, to bulb out, but we didn't find much winter kill. I really thought we would find more winter kill when we were shed hunting than we actually did. Um, so we're thankful for it because I was for sure fearing the worst. Yeah, I'm hmm. sure. What's the um, what's the biggest buck you've taken to date in, in, uh, in at home? Yeah, I killed a 206 in 09. Uh, my two biggest deer. What ever you say? A one hundred six? You say one hundred six? No, that was my Michigan buck. No. Oh, yes. You got Thank that you. right. That sounds about right. Yeah. No, I I killed my two biggest bucks ever in one season: a one ninety four with my bow and a two hundred six with my uh, wow. with my gun, my muzzleloader. And that was the year after EHD hit us real bad. So I oh. guess it was kind of survival of the fittest and That's one of them crazy. type things. Wow. That's a big deer, 206. That's Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever beat it. I, I'd like to think I can, but it seems like, you know, back then it was, you know, it, I don't want to say 200s were, were common by no means, but for like three or four years in a row, I had a 200 to hunt. But the one I ended up killing, um, I didn't know him from Adam. He just shows up behind my house one day, and wow. my wife's like, we've seen this big white horned deer and they were talking about he has to be 180 and i'm like man y'all are crazy you don't know what you're talking about and uh so i said i I think it was the last day of season or second last day of season i went and put a ground blind out and when that sucker stepped out he had these big white horns he was he was a non-typical he was the mainframe i think 11 pointer with like 10 or 12 stickers and when he stepped out i was like oh my god that's that deer and a beautiful cape beautiful markings i should have full body mounted the sucker really that's what i should have done <laughs> full body. oh i think i'm looking it up right now i'm trying to find it here 
Wow, I think I see it. Holy. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. I wish I had this great story of how I hunted him all year and then end up killing him the second last No, this season. isn't it. This is the other one. This yeah, is the smaller the one. Yeah, this, this is a smaller the one. The tiny one. Because he's got a bow. He's got a bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is still a massive deer. Jeez. Whoa. You freaking drilled that thing. Yeah, that was good. That was a good run that season. I, yeah, I, that's a monster. I thought it was going to be, you know, hey, man, this is, uh, I love Iowa. This is awesome. Then EHD hits us twice in 10 years and really just, yeah. I don't want to say decimates our herd, but it, it's made it pretty hard to come back. Yeah. Jeff, uh, remind people, how much land are you hunting on right now? Um, You know, our main farm between what we got, all that we've acquired and, and what we can hunt of our neighbors per se, or, or I think it's 2,500, 3,000 acres, something like that. And, wow. it, you know, a lot of it's open ground and, and, and we do kill most of our deer here. Don't get me wrong, but we have a lot of satellite farms that, you know, we have access to that, that we, that we do a lot of our hunting on as well. So for the largest one you have, how do you, like, let's say it's a thousand acres. How do you figure that out to like know where to go? I mean, that's oh. a lot of land. Like Kevin and I were just yeah. talking about a 30 acre parcel <laughs> and we're like, where are we going to put the stands? I, how are we going to, so I guess, what is your strategy for something like that? Especially when you're talking such a, a large ground to cover. Yeah. Well, you know, we got stands, we got our favorite ones, but you know, as I've getting old, as I've gotten older, you know, I really start forming my hit list in the summertime, you know, and I decide what deer I want to hunt. And then that deer I want to hunt, that particular fall deer or buck or two that I'm after, I'm going to hunt them in a certain area. So like this past fall, I, you know, we may have 3000 acres here, but 90% of my hunts, it may have been 80%, but 80% of my hunts were within 10 acres, you know, after this one certain deer and actually end up killing him um, in muzzleloader season. But so it's, it's different. So I don't really, wake up and, and i'm like ah where am i gonna hunt today i mean i know what area typically i'm gonna hunt it just depends on which way the wind is blowing to which stand i'm gonna hunt that may be in that area or, or gate is what kind of how we refer to them as now um that, i mean <laughs> that's a huge uh so when you say but you know the thing about that that's interesting is that when we talk about random deer showing up that's a whole different game then, right? Because you're talking, I'm assuming some of these deer come onto the land and they chill there too for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of days or something, right? Yeah, late season. You know, we don't really see any, we'll see a few new deer, what I like to call deer that go on these little field trips or road trips, or I've heard, heard people call them a little bit of everything. But as soon as they shed their velvet, some deer will start moving around, changing home cores. Um, but come the rut, yeah, you may see a neighbor's deer from time to time. But really when it's good is late season when it's just bone chilling cold for a week or two at a time and everybody else is out of food. And, you know, thank God I got a dad whose hobby is planting food plots for deer and <laughs> and leaving them. You know, he I'm like, Dad, they, there's no way they're going to eat all this. But he he likes to prepare for the worst. And, uh, you know, so late season, if we got food and all that, you know, it's it's been a cold winter and everything else is covered up. I mean our farm will get what we call the trespassers. It'll get the deer that we've never seen. And, and it's typically, you know, January, our season goes through January 10th. So, so really those, you know, surprise deer start showing up after gun season um, towards the end of December and January when they may have got ran off of, 
a neighbor, you know, somebody went in there and drove the land, you know, on multiple weekends or walking around, just jumped them up and the deer got tired of the pressure and said, you know what? There's no food here. I'm going to the Lindsay's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when you're sitting there hunting and in a general time, I guess you're just sitting there on a normal hunt. How many deer will you see a night generally? Uh, well, what time of year? That, that Ed varies a lot. Let's say, let's say, uh, early fall. Early fall, you know, 10 to 20, I guess, depending on the spot I'm hunting. But, you know, some, some nights don't see anything, you know. Yeah. But most of the time, as I've gotten older and the more we film, I, I like to hunt the fields. You know, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the timber. But you can get in the timber, you can get just tied up. You can't see the deer. It's not good footage. You don't see them long. It's a short hunt. But the fields, you can kind of see them coming and, and plan your hunt a little more, kind of how you think it should be in your mind's eye. So, um, and, I, and that's mostly in the evening. In, in the mornings, we'll hunt the timber. But in the evenings, you know, 5, 10, 15 deer, something like that. I mean, on a good night, you can see more than that if you go to one of our bigger fields. But most of the time, I'm hunting the smaller, you know, kill fields, if you will. Yeah. No, I just asked because the one time I hunted Ohio, I – I sat in a, I was with an outfitter and I sat in the spot just during the rut, but I saw, I saw probably 30 deer a day. For 20 years, StealthCam has been at the forefront of trail camera development and innovation. From the industry's first 4K ultra high definition DS4K and the XV4's advanced high resolution night imaging to the latest in wireless technologies. StealthCam continues to deliver the highest quality, most reliable trail cameras available. Your images begin at StealthCam.com. For those of you who listen to the podcast a lot, you know how much we love coffee. And we are so proud that Grind Life Coffee is a sponsor of the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Grind Life is a premium coffee for those who grind every day. When you think of those magic moments of hunting, when you're out there watching a turkey strike, or seeing a big buck rubbing antlers. It is one of those moments you want to remember and be awake for, most importantly. Grind Life Coffee puts you in that position. Whether you're in the field or you're back at your lodge, talking with your friends and reliving the moment. Visit GrindLifeCoffee.com. Walk right by me. Like, literally, right down the trail next to me. Like, just kept crossing, like, all day. And I remember thinking, like... This is insane. I, I couldn't shoot any of them. They were all like under 140, and the rule was a 140 or better. And I'm yeah. thinking in my head, like, this is craziness. Like, these deer just won't stop coming. And it was like buck after buck after buck, a 120s, 130s. <laughs> like, what? So what was the... it, the rut? Yeah, it was during the rut. They just kept going by. There'd be like a two does go by. Next thing you know, a little buck would go by. Next thing you know, four does would come by down the same trail going the same direction every time. Really? It's like wow. this huge crossing pass. And at one point, I saw snow move. I'll never forget this. I saw snow move. And I look up and I see the biggest antlers I've ever seen. And it was so quick. It was so quick and so fast that all I saw was the antlers, snow. Like it was hitting like a pine tree or something. Like its head hit the pine and dropped the snow to the ground and it ran. But all I saw was huge horns, snow falling, and a little butt of a deer. And that was it. Never <laughs> That's seen all it I yet. saw. That's everything. That's all I saw for a monster buck. And everything else is trail cam. Every single night, there'd be a 180 on that trail cam. Like, every single night. It mm. was crazy. Never seen uh, like, like a different a different 180? Yes. 
I would oh say I would say between a 150 and a 180 every night on, on different trail cams, uh, you know, different spots, different yeah. spots. And wow. this is probably 3,000 acres of different lots of farmlands I was hunting on. And we never got a chance to actually shoot any of these deer, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But they were, I know they were there. That's the thing. It's just unfortunate they didn't come out during the light hours. They were smart, very wow. smart. Yeah, well, like you said, kill some slammers, man. I'll say, I mean, yeah. Ohio's coming along. I was gonna say, just like you said, though, maybe it's a late season thing, right? They gotta have no more food and only have to put that food out during the day or something, right? I don't know. Right. Yeah. And as you get later on, our the rut can be, you know, hit or miss on our farm. But as you get towards late season, you know, those those ten or twenty numbers they get up a lot higher. Our, we get we get some pretty high quantities when you get on the standing beans and stuff like that late season. Yeah, that's uh. Is there any baiting there? I mean, I know you hunt a farm, so I'm just wondering about the state of Ohio. Yeah, not yeah, mm-hmm. not in Iowa. We're here in Iowa, but in we Iowa. we can't yeah. bait at all. We gotta you we gotta bait. have all bait removed ten days before season, I believe it is. And uh, but we we just feed, you know, in the spring and summer months um, to kind of help our deer get through it. We we've yeah. tried to we did it on and off several years, but the last couple of years we've really tried to keep the big time out on them from the time season ends till about august the first yeah. i don't know no, what no, states I though about, i just went about ohio where you were, were oh, they baiting the, no they were it was going? minerals oh, really? <clears throat> you're allowed to bait with them at the time you could use a mineral so they were putting out like um so were they going to the minerals yeah they were oh, eating it it okay. was um uh what's it something? something like that it was something like that but hmm. they ate it whatever it was they put it down and like an x they put an x on the ground with it and it Sometimes a decoy. One buck came over and destroyed a decoy in front of me. Hmm. But again, he was a mere 130. Just too little. (laughs) (laughs) Just a baby. Just a baby over here, I guess. Yeah, there was a big fine if you shot that buck, too. There was like 25 hundo. If you would have shot, if I would have shot that 130, I would have got a $25 fine. So legit area, and they don't mess around. You know, I don't blame them. I get it. You know, you got a 180 running around, a 160, whatever. But man, it was so hard not to not to pull my bow back on a deer like that. Just going by, mm. <laughs> especially being Jeez. from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty five hundred will make you think, though, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I probably should just did it, just paid it, <laughs> been done with it. <laughs> I could have negotiated like that. that number, maybe. Hey, you know, I don't know it's pretty close. How about fifteen hundred or maybe two bucks? <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame, you know. That I mean, I'm all for those rules. You got to have some yeah. parameters in place, but. Probably some of those 120s and 130s you were seeing were probably mature deer, five and six year old deer that been Could've hydrated been. over time. That's actually and, a good point. You know, and that's that's kind of deer I like killing. You just just get a deer that's six or seven years old, and that's what I want to yeah. kill. And I don't really care. I don't want to say I don't care about his rack, but some of the my most memorable deer hunts was on you know seven, eight year old deer that you know were 130 inches. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. I think uh, that it's interesting you said that because I, I you know at the time when I was there I, I was really new to hunting large bucks i never you know really hunted large bucks till i went to ohio and uh, i really wouldn't have known the difference in an old buck to new buck or young buck you know i wouldn't have known that you know until, right. until yeah. recently they just have, but you probably would know the score a little better i know the score yeah. yes i could yeah. figure that out. i studied that but i didn't study the age and then i started learning about that later um after that hunt because then i but like you said i i don't even know what i saw i could have saw six seven year old deer i don't even didn't even know at the time you know but they could have been coming down on size you know, who knows? Yeah. So anyways, all right, Jeff. So let's move on a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about sponsors, things like that. Let's talk about the business of outdoor, you know, media okay. and TV. 
that's people always get interested in that stuff. So when you let's talk about like when you're, I guess first like when how how, how is the show film? Like how do you um, go about your normal process? So let's say you're going to go on a hunt tomorrow. What's going to happen? Well, most of our hunts, you know, the only real outfitted hunts we do are if we go out west to mule deer or elk hunt. I mean, I haven't been on a whitetail outfitted hunt, and I can't tell you how long. It's probably been six or eight years, I guess. But, um, I, well, I take that back. About three years ago, I went to Texas. Uh, but most of the time, say it's opening week. Uh, you know, my cameraman, he lives in Nebraska. My dad's cameraman lives here, who, who also helps manage the farm. Kyle and Derek, both, both those guys are cameraman. And Derek's been with for, I guess, four years now, and Kyle's been with my dad about two and a half years and you know they'll show up and and most of the time you know Kyle stay in his house Derek will stay in stay in the basement and you know we'll, we'll come up with a game plan and, and usually in October we're not hunting every single morning you know it just depends in first of October we're just shooting does solely but you know the evenings we're waiting on the right wind the right fronts trying to go in and and, and hunt to certain areas where the bucks were that are there and and, and every night, Derek and Kyle, they'll come in and they'll do what they call a dumping footage. You know, they just, they dump it all on two hard drives. That way we always got it backed up. They'll start labeling it, um, you know, organizing it. And you really have to, and that just, it takes so long to do that. I mean, it just seems so easy to throw it on a hard drive, let it download. But once they talk about all the folders and different places, they save it. I mean, very time consuming. So it seems like every night for 30 minutes or an hour, you know, they're looking at, deer that we may have seen or, or any type of footage and put it on that hard drive and and basically it stays on that hard drive um kind of in that little safe spot until the end of the year then derek will start doing what we call uh roughing episodes i think our episodes have to be like 22 and a half 23 minutes for the, the sportsman channel but derek will take we'll have 12 to 13 new episodes every year and every episode probably has anywhere from six to 10 hours of footage um, that we've just compiled. Uh, you know, some maybe a little less, some maybe a little more, but you know, that's a rough six to 10. And Derek takes them down to about two hours, two, two to three hours of just the good stuff and kind of tells like a, a long story per se. And then it goes to the guys at Heartland Bowhunter. And what they do is take it down they polish it up. They put the music on it, all the cuts, the fades, yada, 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 and take it down to that 23 minutes. And that's that's kind of where the rubber meets the road. You know, it's what separates the men from the boys. And those guys have been doing it so long. <laughs> that's and, true. And can, yeah. That's a lot of editing. It, it is, crazy. man. So it's, it's not for me. There's no way I could. I mean, I've done editing small scale. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, for one, I don't have the patience. And two, I just don't think I'm. That's good at it. So let's say that you're going out and you're going to hunt and you're hunting. Um, let's say you let's say you can hunt right now and you want to go out and hunt. Do you use GoPros then, or how do you do that? No, we got. Uh, we're usually running two cameras on on every hunt. I'm running. You know, Derek's filming me. He's running two cameras, and Kyle's filming my dad. He's running two cameras. We very seldom use the the GoPros or POV cameras, but we use DSLRs. You know, we have. Sony's and Canons that we use on those and we're using them kind of like a point of view camera and we're putting it up in the tree and it's pointing at the hunter. So that thing is on the hunter pretty much the whole time and it catches everything the hunter's doing 
or a lot of times since it's such a wide angle it can catch the deer in the background and stuff like that and then with the other lens um you know we use canon glass canon lenses on our um david uses a sony or i say kyle uses sony fs7 derek uses sony ss fs5 actually flip-flop fs sevens what we use but nonetheless they all have lenses and we use a 70 by 200 typically unless it's gun season then we'll be using a doubler where we're hunting big fields and stuff like that and so i mean we got you know i don't want to say a small fortune in cameras because there's people that film with the ones that are a lot more expensive than ours but what do you, you know, mean red cams I, yeah yeah <laughs> no, we're not there by no means we don't we don't film with those red dragons but but our yeah. setups, you know, we probably got ten grand uh, yeah. per setup in ours, you know, and and we could probably get by with a little less. But you know, my, you know, Derek, he likes the slow mo. Kyle does too, so they like the high frame rates and stuff like that. So we 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 probably go a little overboard, but I think that's one of the things that kind of separates our show from the others as well you know for sure you got to get a little creative there and uh a quick tip for you guys on that i found a lens for the sony platform it's a 24 to 300 millimeter and uh, oh, wow. that's it's actually perfect for hunting it was told to me by another hunting crew that films a different show and we were talking about the fs5 and fs7 and they said that they use that lens because it can go such a huge dramatic difference you only need one lens for majority of it Mm-hmm. So you don't have to flip. So if you want to do super close up, so definitely check that one out. It's definitely it's made by Sony, so it's a top notch one. Right. And, yeah. Uh, Twenty four three hundred, unbelievable. But that's actually a great. Yeah. It's a, if you think about it, it's like the perfect you know hunting lens. Yeah, that is perfect. It's an all purpose lens. It's, you can. The problem we've had with there's a lot of lenses that would work great, but a lot of them don't have the image stabilization. The eye. True. That is and true. That's what we're always. Yeah. Derek's just anal about that. It's like it doesn't have is. Yeah, he'll take pictures with it, but he yep. doesn't want to film with it. So that that makes it a little different. But, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of good – I mean, you know, Sigma and Tamron, a lot of these other companies yep, are, yep. are, you know, are third quarter of the price of the Canons and, and are really just as good. You really got to know what you're looking for to be able to tell the difference. For sure. Now, now, if you wanted to go – like, let's, do you ever, like, just hunt on your own or no? Like, say they can't film and you're like, I want to go. Oh, yeah, all the time. So all you'll self-film? Yeah, I haven't shot a buck off camera in a few years. I and I have self-filmed a couple of kills, but a lot of the times we have to shoot so many does on on this farm or our Illinois farm or our Georgia farm. It seems like wherever we're at, um, we we've kind of created this habitat and environment that makes us have a lot of deer, which is a good thing. But then you got to shoot a lot to get the numbers down. And so I mean, I'm every I'm hunting a ton, you know, just going by myself and shooting does. I do that a lot, and then just kind of pray that i don't see a big buck <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like uh, i can't let him go jeff do you have uh you know on this facetime i can see a little bit do you have that big buck there we can see uh let's see i can show you let me show you one of them can you see that oh yeah big white <laughs> horns oh wow nice how many bucks you got in there? I see a whole bunch a, of bucks. He's got a, oh, man, we got a few. We got a few. It's dark right now. I need to get the lights on. Is that a, is that a drop tine on him, too? Uh, No, he's – well, I guess some people would. Probably people from Alabama would call that a drop <laughs> Kicker? You know, we'll call it a kicker. It's just like a, it's like a hook. That's pretty cool. You know, I, I can show you one with a drop tine, though. Like I say, it's dark in here, but 
can see that one up in the corner. Oh, yeah. He's got a pretty good wow, drop time. that's a nice buck. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. What's that one score? Oh, uh, that one's probably right at 160, I guess. Wow. And that's crazy. Beautiful My dad deer. killed that deer. Now, we talk about deer showing up. That buck did show up in the rut, like, I don't know. He probably killed him about six or seven years ago. And the deer I killed this year had a drop time. And you could hold those two deer side by side. And you would be like, you would swear it was the same deer. Twins. Until you knew they were dead. But, I mean, they were that close to each other. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. The drop time and everything. And we see that a lot, especially on kickers, you know, off a G2 or something. You know, it's just every farm has, you know, these common characteristics or traits. But, I mean, when you really stop and think about it, it's it's crazy how similar a lot of them really are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. How big is that one, Nopum? 120, probably. <laughs> it's a 120. <laughs> just brought a buck in. It's, I'm trying to show it to you. It's on the floor in there. Oh, there you, you go. That's, that's a good deer. It's not our deer, though. It's a neighbor. Yeah. His dad said he yeah, didn't want just, that. So Nope was yeah. like, I'll bring it to the his studio. His wife wouldn't let him keep it in the house. So he's hey, like, I don't want it somewhere. <laughs> here, this buck here. Check this one out. This isn't huge by any that's means, funny. but this was shot by my great my grandfather in 1968. Isn't Holy that crazy? Is that, is that how old the mount is? Yes. That's the mount actually looks mount. pretty good. I know. pretty good. So we keep it in the in the podcast room. 1968, unbelievable. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, like you can keep that one. forever. Yeah. Um, all right, Jeff. Let's talk a little bit about the new sponsors. I know you said you got some new sponsors this year. That's kind of exciting. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's kind of the nature of the beast, nature of the business. You know, you got to pay the bills, and uh, um, you know, we've lucky to we're lucky to have worked with some great people over the years, but. Um, you know, by being our fourth season, we've just filmed, I, I think a lot of people are, you know, a lot of the big, big spot or I say big sponsor, a lot of the sponsors are, are starting to realize, Hey, these guys are going to stick around, you know, and, yeah. um, you kind of get a little bit of a track record and you're not the new kids on the block anymore. So, uh, we've had some pretty, pretty good luck, you know, getting some, getting some partners on board the last few months. That's cool. You mentioned redneck blinds. That's pretty neat. So what, what's yeah. what's going to happen there? You're going to get a whole bunch of um, like enclosure things put in the on the land, or I wish. No, um, <laughs> you know, they may send us a couple of them, something like that. But uh, we we've always used their blinds. You know, we've been, um, I guess you could say, a dealer for them for a while. So we've had some blinds that that uh, we've bought over the years, and I mean they're our favorite blinds by far. So that was. That was a pretty big, um, big partner for us, just because you know, most of our gun kills late season, we're sitting in a redneck blind, so uh, it made yeah. a lot of sense. And I'm glad, I'm glad we got that one worked out. That is cool. Yeah, we're just watching your front page video. The website looks so cool. They did a really oh, good job yeah. with this. Yep, yep, yep. The uh, the teaser the yeah, trailer. I see the slow motion you're talking about. <laughs> yeah yeah those guys like 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 i say they like the slow-mo the high frame rate so what what, what bow are you shooting right now i'm shooting the matthews verdicts nice what do you think i, I love it man you know i, I love my tracks you, you they had to um you know pry the tracks out of my hand <laughs> uh at some point but you know i like i like the verdicts killed several deer with it this year so it was you know i i really like it yeah that's a great bow man the uh they did a good job. They always doing a good job, Matthews, especially these last. In my opinion, ever since they went this dual um, dual cam, I've been loving it. I've been loving everything I've been seeing out of them. Uh, right. It's very exciting. Um, I'm actually. I was just trying to look here. Um, I think it's the yeah. I think it's the 
tactic. They're sending us this tactic coming up. I'm really excited to get it on our test lab show. And uh, I believe this is the one, yeah, MSRP 849. So I'm excited because, you know, everybody feels like, oh, it's too expensive, blah, blah, blah. But this is pretty cool. They have this option now for people that, you know, if they don't want to spend as much or whatever, gives them that extra option, you know, in price point. So pretty exciting. You know, normally they're pretty pricey for sure, but that's okay. They're a top-notch bow, but it's nice they have an option now, you know. Right, absolutely, yeah. I mean, anytime you can make something more affordable, and you know, I'm all for it, you know. And there's always going to be something, you know, that they you may have to to cut back. But that's what's so good about Matthews is, you know, their quality is never going to change. It doesn't matter if they're making a, you know, a, a out of the box starter bow or a, a bow the top of the line. They're the quality's there, and we're happy to be with those guys. Yeah, they're they're doing such a great job. They've had for so long. Um, so I saw Gator Waiters is new too. That's pretty cool. Doing a lot yeah. of boots or yeah, clothing. yeah, boots. Yeah, I mean we do do some duck hunting, but mainly they got into boots. You know, I guess it would be last year, and uh, you know they started to come out with a mossy oak um, bottomland uh, brand or, or, or color this year, and so we said, hey man, you know bottomland, that's our jam, that's what we wear, and uh, we were already we were kind of doing like a little product with them last year just to try them out, and we we really we really liked them. We wore them all fall, super comfortable. And uh, they kind of took it the place of the the old Under Armour ones I'd I'd been wearing for probably ten years. So uh, <laughs> I needed some new boots, so it was good timing. Mm-hmm. It was good timing. But yeah, they they said the number one uh, searched keyword on their entire website that which they did not have in stock would be uh or, or would not offer is mossy oak bottomland. Wow, so like, we got cool. we got to make some bottomland boots or, or waders, and so they're coming out with that this fall and. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. That is cool. All right, Jeff, it's time for the um, it's time for the questions. Dun, 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 dun. Tim will do it since uh, he'll take no booms mic there. Tim's the questions guy. This is where it gets hard. This is where this interview gets hard, my friend. All right, it's so going to get crazy. This is going to get crazy. Is Tim on? You on there, Tim? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you're you. You're good. Are you All right, Tim's go? in. I'm out. He's gonna ask these questions. We're, and start, we're... we're gonna start easy. We're gonna start. We're gonna start. <laughs> yeah, know. throw me a softball. Yeah, you know. Um, what's your favorite animal to hunt? Favorite animal to hunt. You know, the the correct answer here would be whitetail because we're a whitetail show. But something about an elk in September mm. is really gets me going. I love it. Mm. I think that's, that's what I look most forward to. So I, think I that's guess that's probably one of favorite. our one of our hunts that uh, you know we we're looking forward to. I don't I don't think anybody has gone elk, but that's kind of on our not yet. On our it's on our hit list so, coming up for sure. Um, all right. So favorite animal? What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Uh, well, probably Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I to be it. honest. Yep. Sounds uh, about right for me. Keeping yep. with the food theme, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, uh is Dr Pepper a choice? Nope. Okay. Um, I'm Technically, it is. It's Pepsi brand. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Coke, Coke or guy. Pepsi. You're a Coke guy. I'm uh, Coke. All right. Um, if you had $2,000, how would you double it in 24 hours? $2,000. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't gamble, but I have a pretty good formula for the roulette table. So uh, <laughs> that's I, do. I get a good stock tip for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't have any type of stock tip. I'm not Martha Stewart. I don't have any stock tips. I could, I could double my earnings in. in, in All right. Between your room, your desk, and your car, which one do you clean first? Uh, the car. Who's your favorite Spice Girl? 
Uh, uh, posh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you sing in the car when no people are watching? Oh, yes, all the time. Okay, follow up. Do you sing in in the car when people are watching? Uh, yeah, as long as, um, I'm on a comfort level with them, I'm, I'm not going to start singing, you know, next <laughs> to some complete stranger. If you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you be? <laughs> Say that again. If you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you be? Uh, <laughs> these are new, Tim. I don't remember this one. Yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm definitely ranch, probably. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. If you could get rid of one state in the United States, which one would it be? <laughs> Freaking California! Yeah, yeah, baby. See you later, Kelly. Yeah. If so, if put some... a wall around. It. <laughs> oh. I won't ask that question. Um, uh. If somebody wrote your biography, what do you think the title would be? Uh, he he likes snacks. <laughs> yeah. Do you consider a hot dog a sandwich? I knew that was coming. Actually, um, <laughs> no, it's not a sandwich. Oh, I love it. Um, all right. You're spy. Okay. I, I always forget about this one. Who would you let punch you directly in the face? Oh, gosh. Not Mike Tyson. That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> is Joe Biden an acceptable answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll take it. You, just to think about this, I would definitely pick a kid. Right. I mean, right. Like, oh, yeah. I would pick a little girl, even though yeah, that yeah, might hurt yeah, the most. Yeah, I'd let my little four-year-old punch me in the face. <laughs> what is your Joe most Biden. what is your most embarrassing moment? Ooh. Ooh. Um man, I got plenty of them, but most embarrassing moment. Um you know, I purposely fell at my high school graduation coming down the stairs. And even though I did it on purpose, it was still pretty embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll we'll do two more here. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, I could fly. All right. I like that one. Uh, I think that's the one uh, that I would do too. Yeah, heck um, yeah, dude. Fly. Flying or invisibility. One of the two. No, flying. And invisible and would be well, invisible would get you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Last question, it's a tough one. Are your parents completely disappointed with your career choices? Uh, no, I'd I'd say they're pretty pretty happy with them, I guess. <laughs> hunts with his dad. I know you just go. hunted with them this morning, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um Did you guys get anything? Turkey. We did. We, we missed we got, it. Yeah, we, he, we got a couple turkeys. Tim's coming. I came, in, I came in a little late here. So, so uh, I do have. I have just uh, two, two, or, two or three small ones. Mine are quicker. Uh, what's on? What would be like something you like to listen to before you go, honey? Like, what kind of music do you like? Man, uh, we, you know, whatever it is. Right now, lately, it's Baby Shark. That's what we were playing. This <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> do 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 do. But uh, <laughs> that's probably one. That, you know, what, whatever stuck in our head, you know, that's what we're playing. That's funny. <laughs> and then uh, favorite uh, movie? Favorite movie, uh, 300. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That That's good. good. I forget about 300. That one's a good one. I like it. Spider-Guys. Yeah. And then the follow-up wasn't near as good. The, the sequel, whatever no. you want to call it. No, not at all. Do you like Never. John Wick? Do what? Do you like the movie John Wick? I've never seen it. How dare you? I haven't just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you haven't Sounds seen John like Wick? To. It's nope. pretty sweet. It's a nope. Keanu Reeves, but it's a pretty good one. It's pretty. It's a, he's a hitman, and he's really good. He plays it really well, I'm not going to lie. It's I'll, pretty I'll dang good. Uh, what was my other one? I had one more. Oh, uh, as far as trucks go, are you a Ford guy, Chevy guy, Dodge guy, Toyota? What is it? 
I, you know, I'm a Chevy guy, but around the farm, we run Toyotas. So I, I can't talk bad about either one of those. See, we we gotta we gotta throw Jeep in there now. From now on, Jeep's not a truck. Oh, oh yeah, it is not. You're right, I forgot. Dang it. <laughs> well, Dodge is there, so it's the same thing as a Dodge. Well, I get what you're saying though. It's not even. That's close. not a truck. It's not that's, even. But close. that's that's comparable to a small truck like okay. Colorado. I know, Ranger. but you said Chevy. You're right. It is a truck. Though. You're right. It doesn't matter. I'm wrong. I'm, you're right. I, it takes a big man to admit it, but I'm going to admit it. All right, Jeff. Thanks a lot, man. The Lindsay Way. Oh, check it out it. online uh, when you guys get a minute. Check out Jeff and follow those guys on Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. And uh, looking for another great year, man. It's going to be fun, huh? Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm hoping that this interview will propel me into the best year of my life. Yeah, we Could go. Be. Going viral. We will yeah. know when you come back yeah, on in a couple months and you tell us what's about to happen. Absolutely, man. You guys are going to get to blame one way or another. So. <laughs> if I wanted that kind of abuse, I'd go home. <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Jeff. Bye. Bye. See, you. Right, see you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bow Hunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.